It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawk Show powered by ComEd. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at comed.com slash clean. The all-star break is over. The Blackhawks were back in action. And guess what, everybody? They lost and only mustered one goal. They lose 2-1 to the Minnesota Wild in a game that started off bad and then got a little bit somewhat better and then ended poorly. We're going to break it all down. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson. Mario Tirabasi is going to join us from the United Center in a few minutes uh, while we wait on that before we start breaking things down. A couple things we want to tell you about. Uh, most importantly, Thursday at 2.30, we're going to be joined by two-time Stanley Cup champion and Blackhawks legend, Corey Crawford. Crow is going to be on the show with us tomorrow at 2.30. Do not miss that. Set a reminder. Tell your Siri or your smart speaker to remind you at 2.25 to tune in to CHGO Blackhawks to watch us interview Corey Crawford, who's having his number retired by the Rockford Ice Hogs this weekend. Really looking forward to that. In the meantime, if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you. Make sure you smash that like button for us and subscribe to the YouTube page. And if you're a traditional podcaster, that's cool too. Make sure you're following or subscribed on your favorite podcast app and take 30 seconds to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That would be greatly appreciated. So, Greg, we've had a long time to... Get ready for this game. Two practices this week. The team looked ready to go. They looked fast. They looked excited to play. And it's more of what we saw before the All-Star break. I mean, this group of guys can be as fast and as excited as they want to be, but they're still bad at hockey. Yeah. They're still bad at trying to score goals. But on the bright side, at least this wasn't a road loss. There you so go. So that streak didn't get continued tonight. Um it's just, it's not going to change till 98 gets back on the ice. You're right. And it's just, I mean, there's so many moments in this game. You had Boris Kachuk get a breakaway. Another breakaway. And he executed exactly what he wanted to do, and Gustafson gets a skate on it. And then Colin Blackwell has a goalie list net to shoot at and shoots it right at the skate of the Minnesota defender. Everything for this team is so effing difficult nothing is easy that ryan hartman play where he like had a clear shot and a shot over the net that happens to the hawks like 25 times a game well like they just can't they don't get that many one-on-one looks at the goalie it's just like (laughs) man when they finally 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 generate something and hits a skate or it hits a post or it goes wide or it gets fumbled ugh. 
everything with this team is a chore. It is so frustrating. It is very difficult to watch. Look, like, the first period sucked. They played like ass in the first period. I think they're all going to admit it. We'll hear from Mario here in a little bit. They're all going to be pissed about the first period, and rightfully so. They had one shot on goal against the Minnesota Wild. The Minnesota Wild, who are missing their top two defensemen. Yeah. Uh, all that stuff. Uh, I was in the car during the first intermission, and they uh, John Whiteman talked to Jared Tenorti, and he was like, "Yeah, we are. We're not happy with that period. That's unacceptable. No shit. Uh, it was better in the second period. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. The last forty minutes were pretty even. We're fine. The Hawks were, yeah. were fine, but it was just they just can't score that that Colin Blackwell play. I wanted to laugh at first, then I got mad. It's like, how the fuck do you not score there? <laughs> It's unbelievable. You're an NHL player, and you have no goalie in the net, and you don't score. He did everything right. He got the no, puck. No, he didn't. He didn't shot score. It, and it just hit a skate. That's how it goes. You how just do you shoot don't? it right into the goddamn skate? I don't want to be mad at this point of the season, and I'm not mad. I'm just frustrated yeah. that, like, you watch that play, 31 other teams score an easy goal there. Yep. And I'm not picking on Colin Blackwell because I get I guarantee you whatever red jersey would have touched that puck would have shot it right yeah, in the damn skate. Exactly. It's just it's just how it goes. And if if Nick Felino or Philip Kurashev or Jason Dickinson aren't scoring, that's it. And then that's it. and then you get the end of the game, the six on five. There's no urgency. No. Philip Kurashev, well, he didn't really ice it. But, but, but why is he skating backwards to begin with? There's 26 seconds to go, and he's skating away from the offensive zone. Well, go. Yeah, and you've got one more guy than they do. Go. Yeah, it's 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 maddening. And look, like there's some people in the chat dogging Lucas Reichel, and if you look at his numbers, it looks very much the same in this game. Uh, he had played 12-19 minus two. Uh, one shot, another shot attempt. I thought he looked actually better and a little more active in this game than he had for most of the season. But the fact that you're down a goal, you've got an empty net with, what, over two minutes to go, and he never finds the ice during that time. It's telling. It, that's very, very telling. Because telling. that's the time you think you should be able to trust Lucas Reichel. But the fact that they are not putting him in there down a goal late tells you everything you need to know about how this coaching staff and how this brass feels about Lucas Reichel right now. And it doesn't mean they're giving up on him by any means, but you have to earn those opportunities. And so far he hasn't done it. And it's just like, oh, my God. You knew it. As soon as the Wild went up 2-1, it's like, well, we could start the postgame show right now. There's no way they're scoring two goals. And we saw the Blackwell play. We're like, oh, oh, oh. No. The, Kachuk goal, the Kachuk play, was that after it was 2-1? to one? Or was it still one uh, one? I think it was two one. It was no, it was it was one one. It was still one one. Yep. Okay. Yep. So they could have taken a lead there, and who knows how the game goes then? But it's just, whew. yeah. Uh, and again, it. And the Wild take advantage of their their mistakes. The first goal, I don't know what the what the f the Blackhawks were doing there. No, Megna and Korchinski both peeled away from the puck that was behind the net during a line change. So there was no one like. What are we doing? Yeah. Simple communication. Like, uh, on a team that that has very little talent, you have to talk to each other. And that's been a thing Those all year. Those kind of plays can't happen. And Luke Richardson has said that all year, that this team needs to talk to, it, to the, each other. How many times have we been at a game or watching a game and there's five, 
four, right. three, and no one's saying five, five, five. No one's communicating. And time just runs out and you're like, oh, shit, the period's over? Yeah, the period's over. Yes. There's someone needs to be There's shouting 900 to 900 clocks all over that. Seriously. Like, do, they know, do they not know where any of them are? That first goal can't happen. No. It was bad, just a breakdown. No lack of communication, a bad line change. And then the second goal is something we've seen all season long. A guy standing unmolested at the back door. It's Marcus Foligno. Uh, Isaac Phillips lets him go. Jared Tenorti comes diving in the picture after the goal scored. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. That's the one guy you can't let stand in front of the net because he's going to kill you. Yep. I, it's Look, it's... The, yes, the roster is bad. There's, there's no doubt about it. The roster is bad. But... I don't think it's this bad. I don't know if it's just a matter of... Because when this game was in the first period, there wasn't a lot going on. But the first, like, five or six minutes were pretty they started, even. They Both teams okay. were going back and forth. There weren't a lot of chances, but, you know... And once they got that first penalty against, it went... It was it, over, like it was, it was a different game. And, like, the rest of the first period looked like the wild run, the power play. And this is the Hawks just losing their system. They're losing their form. They're completely scrambled. They're running around like chickens with their heads cut off. And I don't, I'm not blaming Luke Richardson for any of this because, again, we watch him practice. We see him out there every day. What he's coaching is correct. If you haven't watched the latest uh, every shift, you can see very clearly the way Luke Richardson coaches. He's very communicative on the bench. Tons of video. Guys know what they're supposed to do. But as soon as there is an ounce of... Uh, you know, negativity, everything goes to hell. And it takes until the end of the period for him to be like, dudes, let's rein it in here. Let's get it together. Fragile hockey team. Yeah. Passive, fragile hockey team. It's what they've been all season outside of half a dozen games there. Right after the Bedard injury, they they started being a little more aggressive, started being harder on pucks. And they still do that, but they don't do that from start to finish. They always have that eight to 17 minute stretch of the game where they're just like, it's, there's only one team on the ice. And that's, see, that's the thing that confuses me because if you go up and down this roster, there's not a lot of soft players on this roster, right? No. But the team plays soft together, which is a, it's a weird phenomenon. And I, next time I run into Troy Murray at practice, I'm going to take him aside and say like, how much of this, because he was talking about it during the second intermission, like, how much of this is just a young team afraid to make a mistake and being hesitant and being unsure about what they're supposed to be doing? And how much of it is just a lack of willingness to engage? Because, again, you go through the list. Say what you want about Lucas Reichel, fine. Is Seth Jones soft? No. Is Ryan Donato soft? No. Taylor Radish? No. Zach Sanford? No. Boris Kachuk? No. Joey Anderson? No. Jason Dickinson? No. Nick Foligno? No. Philip Kershev, no. Magna, no. Tenority, no. Reichel, Phillips, no. Blackwell, no. Like, you go up and down the list, and there's not, like, a guy that you would call very soft on this team. I, I just, and Phillips says Radish and Reichel are soft. Okay, fine. I'll give you those two? That doesn't make a soft team. Right. It's it's just weird. I, I, I really feel like, obviously, it's a massive lack of talent. This is a uh, AHL Calder Cup contender. I wouldn't even 
Say that. <laughs> Maybe. Not a favorite, but a contender. I mean, and as I said, a lot of this is going to change when Connor Bedard comes back, which the sooner the better, please. Yeah. Please. Um, a lot of that will change. Just having him on the ice and on this back on the mix is going to make things a little better. They're still, be a, they're still yeah. not going to be good. But at least they'll be watchable. At least the power play will have a thread on it. The top line will have a thread on it. You could put guys in better spots to thrive. But you know what I want to see? We talk about Lucas Reichel. I know he like Luke likes the, that that grindy energy line that he's got going with Dickinson, yeah. and Joey Anderson. Mm-hmm. And uh, who's the third guy Whoa. in that line now? Um, Dickinson, Anderson, and uh, Blackwell. Blackwell, okay. <sighs> I like, let me preface this. I like Colin Blackwell as a human being, good dude. I like <laughs> what he brings to this team. Yeah. No. No more. <laughs> no more. No more top six Colin Blackwell. If you can't score when the goalie's not in the goddamn net... Mm-hmm. Down the lineup you go. All right, who's coming up? It is time Uh-oh. to put Jason Dickinson <laughs> with Lucas Reichel. All right. Everybody plays better when they're with Luke when they're with Jason Dickinson. He's the fixture. We learned that while Lucas Reichel had his uh two games in the press box, what did he do? He sat there and watched Jason Dickinson because yeah. he knows that's the guy I need. I need to play more like him. Yep. What better way to play more like him than play next to him? I'm, I'm down with that. Everybody plays better when they've been with Jason Dickinson. Sure. You put Dickinson with Reichel. And fine, keep Blackwell on that line then. Okay. Or I'm up for Anderson it. or anybody. I'm down for anything. There's or, nothing I'm going to say no to. Here's an idea. When, Con- when Connor Bedard is back, Dickinson, <sighs> Bedard, and Reichel. Makes a hell of a lot of sense to me. I th- just Just do it. Please, yeah. save my sanity. I can't take much more of this. <laughs> Tonight is my breaking point. Like, I thought, all right. And we should all be refreshed right now because of the no, break. No, I got dragged right back in the, into, the, into the crap. You know why? Because I think we all came into this game, like, maybe a little bit hopeful. Like, all right, the break's over. They looked just, a little bit better towards the end, even though they weren't winning. But, like, you know, you saw light at the end of the tunnel. Connor Bedard's back on the ice, and you start to feel optimistic, and you're like, oh, wait. You get kicked in the nuts for the first 20 minutes and a stark reminder of exactly where you are on this team. We were excited. Oh, we haven't had a game in, in 10 days. We haven't had a game at the United Center in forever. Yeah. And then it was like eight minutes later, like, can these guys go on another break? <laughs> All-star break It 2. didn't take 0. long for us to remember that this is bad, 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 bad. Well, And I'm a- not mad at these guys because they're – they're literally doing the best they can. It is what it is. They're, they are playing it to the best of their abilities. They just got to have more talent. There will be more talent coming soon. Connor Bernard is not far away. Another week to two weeks tops. <sighs> Anthony Beauvillier, not too far away. <laughs> he's going to come and save it. He's not going to come and save it. He's but a hockey player. He's he's an NHL. He's player. an NHL mm. replacement level player, and the Blackhawks have like three of those guys right now. Yeah. 
Oh Lord! All right, uh, we I, I failed because uh, I'm rusty because we haven't had a game in so long to get to the four star of the game, the three stars of the game: Marcus Felino, Nick Felino, and uh, Vinny Letary for the Wild. So here are your four star nominees, and we were able to find three: uh, Joey Anderson, whoa, thirteen thirty three shots and four shot attempts; Peter Mrazek stopped twenty three of twenty five uh, Minnesota shots, and Alex Vlasic. Played 23-49 with three shots and four shot attempts. Uh, Vlasic, we discussed this last uh, session of games. He's getting to the point where he's so good and so reliable, he doesn't even really warrant discussion. He's gotten to the Nicholas Jalmerson level of hockey. And uh, I'm not saying he's that good yet, but really, uh, that is a, one of the few guys on this team that I do not worry about ever. No, here's a serious question, and this is not to just kind of poke right. fun at... Uh, you know, the uh, the Minnesota Wild fans and their their belief that Brock Faber is better than Connor Bedard. Um, sure, Jam. Who would you rather have for the next ten years, Brock Faber or Alex Vlasic? Vlasic, because I think, I mean, mm, Faber is a stay at home guy too, but I think I trust Vlasic more defensively. And you've got some offensive defensemen in your system already with Korchinski, especially. And you've already got Seth Jones here. You've got some puck movers. So if Korchinski wasn't part of the organization, I might change my mind because of the a little bit more offense from Faber. But Vlasic is, like I said, you've got your Nicholas Jalmerson. I think we all like to do this where we look at the dynasty and we look at the team and say, okay, who is who? Right, like, okay, so Bedard is Kane, Vlasic is Jalmerson, great. There's two two really important pieces now. Well, Vlasic could be the a combination of both Seabrook and Jalmerson. That would be great. That would be great. I'll, I'll take that for sure. Um, but, yeah, he's he's been really, really good. So, yeah, I think just based on where what the Hawks have already, I think I'm taking Vlasic over Faber, and I – I just chuckle at the uh, very uh, aroused Wild fans who should be excited about Brock Faber. Right. Don't get me wrong, but 100% of them would trade Brock Faber for Connor Bedard. Oh, Make absolutely. no mistake. I had somebody, uh, I, I called out some pudwack on Twitter who replied to, uh, I think it was Greg Wyshynski who put out an article about how Brock, Brock Faber is making the Calder race closer. Mm. Uh and somebody said, well, yeah, because he's actually producing. It's not all preseason hype. And I just had to reply saying, uh, Connor Bedard hasn't played in a month, and he still leads all rookie in points. So there, put your preseason yeah. hype in your pipe and smoke it, you clown. <laughs> Come on. Anyone pretending yeah. that they wouldn't do that is, is crazy. Uh, all right, we're going to hear from uh, Nick Felino here in a minute, and Mario Tirabasi is standing by for the United Center. So we're going to take our first break, and hey, uh, if you're like me, you probably got some dirty clothes. You eat a lot of buffalo wings or queso and things drip on your shirt, and you don't really trust yourself to do the laundry when you have a major stain like that. Salute. Uh, you want to visit our friends at CD1 Price Cleaners. I use them all the time, actually. It's a great place. Go to chgo.cd1.com and uh, redeem the exclusive CHGO offer. We'll tell you about that in a second. They've got great low prices. Customers can save over 30% on their dry cleaning bill by switching to CD1 price cleaners. They've got simple and transparent services, 
Other cleaners charge a different price for every Garmin type. Plus, they have upcharges, and you may pay a different price each time you visit. At CD1 Price Cleaners, they charge one low price. Thus, the name CD1 Price Cleaners. Yep, they even clean sports jerseys the same low price as everything else. They've got a fast turnaround. CD1 Price Cleaners has your order ready the same or the next day. Other cleaners take two to four days to have your clean garments ready, and they'll send you a text when your order is ready for pickup. They offer a wide variety of services, dry cleaning, wash and fold laundry. Ooh, I like that. Blankets and comforters, tailoring and alterations, leather cleaning, area rug cleaning. Visit chgo.cd1.com. That's c-d-o-n-e.com. Once there, you can pick from an in-store coupon or online pickup and delivery coupon options. Again, that's chgo.cdone.com. Do it. Get your stuff clean. You smell. <laughs> it reminded me of that scene from Wayne's World. Oh, so it's not just a clever name. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, hey, are you looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? I hear that's coming up soon. Hmm. Well, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can get can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. The odds at the DraftKings Sportsbook app for the Super Bowl are great, but I enjoy the fun bets. Yeah. You can actually bet on the color of the Gatorade. How long the National Anthem is going to be all right there on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, they got these cool bets where you can bet on the over-under of the jersey number, the player that scores the first and last touchdown. You can uh, bet on the over-under of the, the jersey number combined all touchdowns. Lots of fun stuff to do there. Uh, bet on the uh, who wins the coin toss. So even if you're not like the biggest football fan and you want to get in on the fun, yeah, just bet something on uh, you know the jersey numbers. You don't have to know crap about it. You know it doesn't even matter who wins the game. You're just betting on the first touchdown. Those are my kinds of bets. Those are the fun ones. You can do that all at DraftKings. So download the DraftKings Sports app now and use the code CHGO. New customers can bet five bucks and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of Super Bowl Fifty Eight. With the code CHGO, the crown is yours. You started that way too early. I'm restarting it. Relax. I figured out how to do this thing. We go to live mode, (laughs) and I pause, then I refresh, and now I'm ready to go whenever you are. All right, let's do it. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in West Virginia. Visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877 Eight Hope NY or text Hope NY in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill and Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Ooh, that was a slow trigger was, finger. It was close, but I I think Jay still has you. Yeah! Bullshit. I was a little late, but I wasn't a full second late. Spend the five bucks he slipped to you earlier. That would be a little, <laughs> a little slow on that trigger finger. Oh, I know. I was done. I looked up, and the clock was still running. I'll maybe give you a half second less than it's that, good. but it's still. We're, I'm, I'm using my coach's challenge. Let's review the tape. I believe I was online when we did mine. No, we were here, right? No, we were here. All right. We fine. did We did two with you. You had the two different ones. 
All right, we're going to not hear from Nick Felina right away. We're going to go out to United Center and bring in Mario Tirabasi, who is standing by now. Hello, Mario. How's it going? Hey, what's going on, guys? What was the, uh, I'm going to assume, uh, lots of saying we didn't play a full 60 and we weren't ready to go and we need to play 60 minutes every night to have a chance to win in this league. Am I far off? Your Nick Felino impression is getting really good. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he, he spoke after the game. Uh, Tyler Johnson spoke after the game. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's, it is the, uh, you know, the old, getting the rust off uh, of the guys after the uh, the uh, all-star break. Uh, that first period was terrible. Uh, apologies to everyone who isn't paid to watch that, uh, that did. Um, but they, they turned it around in the second and third periods. The efforts were better. Um, but as the cliche goes, you have to do it for an entire game. You can't just turn it on for the final, uh, you know, 20 or, or 40 minutes. Uh, and for this team especially, expect to get the results that you're looking for so um you know it was it was a slow start uh you're, you're down one nothing being outshot 11 to 1 after 20 minutes like it's not great so uh you know they, they had to try and dig themselves out of the hole nick felino uh was was trying to lead that charge offensively he had the uh, first two shots of the game uh and had the goal and um you know it's just it's 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 disappointing that you know a guy like peter morazic who's doing all that he can to keep, you know, keep this team in these games, isn't getting any goal support. Last 11 games, the Blackhawks have scored 11 goals. Now, I took one math course in college. That's one goal per game. Uh, that's not going to get it done. So um, this team needs Connor Bedard bad, back badly. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's... Even in practice, I just kind of want to go sit and watch what he's doing instead. It's just, uh, it's boy, more exciting. I, the the only thing it's like, I w when he comes back, and I I'm gonna I'm saying it, he's not making it to six weeks. He'll be back before that six week mark. Um, but I'm afraid they're going to revert to the well. You just go do everything like they did before he got injured because it took Connor Bedard getting hurt for the team to put out consistent efforts on the ice every night. Even though tonight was not a sixty minute effort, they all admitted it. Most of the games since he's been out, we've been at least pleased with the give-a-shit meter of the team. Um, with these struggles and one goal per game in the last 11, I'm really afraid they're just going to defer to him again and go back to their old habits. But you know what? I'll take that because at least every now and again, you're going to get two goals. <laughs> it's true. I mean, they had that awful first period, and yet, Boris Kachuk buries a breakaway, and Colin Blackwell learns how to score a goal with no effing goalie in the net. They win this game. So it was still there. Right there. As bad as that first period was, this game was still there for the taking, and they just they just can't bring it home right now with this roster. Yeah, they had their opportunities. It's just you can't choose who's going to get those opportunities. Um, and, and, man, Boris Kachuk, like, he – he gives he's given it all his all like he is he is trying to do all that he can uh, all in, in in everything in his power to try and and score goals and and take advantage of the uh chances that he's been creating and the chances that have kind of fallen in his lap but man it's just not there i mean it's 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 colin blackwell getting these chances it's zach sanford getting a one-on-one -on -one. 
you know, it's 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 just this roster is just not there with the uh, the NHL talent and the finishing ability to be able to to bury these chances, to be able to put up three, four, five goals in a game. You know, I, I, I cannot wait for the day when the Blackhawks get like five really good scoring chances in one game and all five of them end up in the back of the net. I can't wait. I cannot wait for this team to get a, a, a game like that. I don't know if it'll happen. There's 31 more opportunities for it to happen. I don't know if it will, but it's just going to be such a relief for these guys because they're they're obviously wearing it. They're feeling it. Um, you know, one goal or less in 11 of their last 16 games. Like, I mean, it's been the story all season that the, that outside of basically Connor Bedard and Jason Dickinson early on this year, no one could score goals. So they're feeling it. They're they're giving it their all. But but man, it's just it's just not enough. We do make, and it is a valid excuse that this team just does not have talent. Like that's the truth. But when you watch the way the Minnesota Wild played this game, they weren't doing anything unique. They weren't doing anything fancy. They were getting dudes in front and putting the puck on the net. And I know it sounds like the most base level hockey analysis there is, but guess what? That's what they were doing. This is the Minnesota Wild. This is not the Avalanche. This is not the Canucks. This is not the uh, 80s. I mean, look at this roster. They don't exactly, they're not lighting it up with superstars either. That first goal they scored, I'm like, who? Who? Yeah, I've never heard of that guy. The only reason I know him is because is he used to be on the Rangers and his dad was like a big soccer player in Minnesota. Sure. Uh, that line has five points combined on the season. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Like, what are we doing? But, I mean, they're not lighting things up here. Like, no. They're, they're, they're not. It's just not hard to get. Okay. You got the puck at the point? Cool. Get a guy, park his ass in front, and bank it off his nuts. I don't care. But the Hawks, everything is, oh, we got we got maybe a two-on-one. Let me drive wide right. And it's not just Reichel doing that shit. Or it's like, let's cycle, 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 Man. cycle, cycle. God damn it. Get the puck to the middle and shoot. I If I watch Colin Blackwell or, or Taylor Radish cycle behind the net for another minute, I'm going to lose my mind. No. You guys are grindy bottom six type players. Play a grindy bottom six type game, and you're going to have a chance. And they did it for the last 40 minutes, and guess what? They were right there. It's just I don't know. Everyone can see it except the players on the bench. And again, I'm going to direct people to the latest episode of Every Shift. <laughs> they had Luke Richardson mic'd up on the bench. He's like, shoot the effing puck. Go to the net. Skate. He's like screaming all the things that we're screaming during and after games. They're all seeing it. Everyone knows what they need to do. But for some reason, when the puck drops, when uh, Dire Straits is done jamming out and the Four Horsemen is wrapped up, they just forget what they're supposed to do. It's they should, asinine. They should, they should change the song then. I really like Money for Nothing coming out of the That's locker room. That's cool. It's full horsemen great. are That's great. Yeah. It's not working. Maybe they need to change it to... Uh, it's Raining Men. So something... Is there a song that, like, did somebody just keeps saying shoot all the time? Shots, 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 yeah, yeah. The space balls drop. Keep firing, asshole. What's that, what's that, what's that violent femme song? Don't shoot, shoot, shoot <laughs> that thing. Just yeah. keep doing that. Yeah. yeah. Um, one, one quick thought on Boris Kachuk. It just popped into my head while we were talking about his 
uncanny ability to not score on a breakaway right now. I think the next time he gets the puck, I want him to shoot like a knuckle puck from just inside the red line. I watch that go in the net. <laughs> like you can't score. Just try from that. Just do it. Just flip it in from just inside the red line and watch it go right in the net. He's old. The hockey sure. guys owe him one. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah. This whole team is owed, quite frankly. Yeah. Well, and, and bus ride to Rockford. God. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, you'll you'll hear it from uh, Nick Foligno. He talked about you know trying to uh, guys trying to break out of funks and everything. Like you know, n- no one on this team is a career you know five percent shooter uh, trying to score goals. So you know, his point was that. You know, eventually everything will either, you know, elevate or regress to the mean in, in, in hockey. And, and for this team, a lot of guys have to elevate to the mean. So eventually, you would think, in theory, by analytics, the goals will start coming. But uh, it just hasn't been there yet for this. We don't uh, like analytics. No, we don't like those ones. Troy Murray had an interesting thought. Again, I, I was in the car during the first intermission, and he was talking about the analytics. He said he had dinner with uh, Dirk Graham the other night, and they were talking about how sometimes the metrics can be a little misleading when you're like, hey, yeah, last night the Blackhawks had five high-danger scoring chances from the slot but couldn't score any goals, and that looks bad on paper. But he kind of said – when it's not Connor Bedard taking any of those danger chances, they're not as dangerous as the stat says it is. And, right. and that's true. Uh oh. He's right, but the net is still big and the puck is still small. Like, <laughs> the, the, uh, like the law of averages says that the small thing should be able to go into the big thing a little more easier than it's been going in. Stop yourself. It just is. It is. Just, it's just not. It should not be this difficult. And if you saw me look to the heavens, you clip that, Stephen. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm looking at this tweet from Charlie Romeliotis, uh that he says he saw Jason Dickinson limping into the X-ray room after the game. Sweet. Luke Richardson said he's okay. He blocked a shot near the end of the game, and it's just sore. We've heard that before from Luke. Yeah, I, I like Luke Richardson a lot, but his. Uh, diagnosis of injuries has been really bad this year so that means amputation for jason dickinson (laughs) (laughs) r.i.p jason dickinson it was nice while it lasted yeah i'm 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 actually surprised that they're going to be having practice tomorrow given the the start time and finish time of this game and the fact that you know you had two practices leading into it and then you have the game on friday but uh i wouldn't be surprised if if dickinson maybe has uh, yet another maintenance day uh, after taking that shot, but I mean, he returned to the game. He, he he finished the game, so there's at least that he felt it was able to play on it. But yeah, I mean, the last thing this team needs is anybody else uh, going down with injury. That that we just just literally cannot spare a, another player going down. Yeah, and I think tomorrow's practice should be just 30 minutes of guys shooting. <laughs> just shoot. Get yeah. puck, shoot puck. Get puck, I'm shoot you, puck. The answer is shock collars. <laughs> Anytime you see a guy look look away from that, no, shoot the puck. That's enough. I mean, All they've right. done that before. They've 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 had yeah. practices where every drill was designed to force the puck carrier to 
be in a shooting position and and take those take those shots. So I don't know if you do that again. Uh, I I don't know. I it's I feel I I feel bad for Luke Richardson because it it really does feel like you know from our perspective he's he's changed lineups. He's he's sat guys. He's you know played guys that were called up and he, you know he's he's tried all these different things to to get this team going, but it really just feels like he's he's at he's at the bottom of his deck of cards to play and it's and it's still 30 plus games to to go uh and it's just it's just not nothing's nothing has been has been working for this team yet this year so um hopefully uh Bedard's return is is soon uh hopefully that doesn't change the uh majority of the efforts that we've seen uh and and that continues and then maybe he can put the puck in the net a couple of times and, and, and we go home happy instead of frustrated. That would be nice. All right, Mario, we know you're a bit under the weather, so we're going to spring you before we hear from Luke Richardson. But anything else we need to know before we let you go? Um, you know, Tyler Johnson spoke after the game uh, briefly, but, you know, he said that he was he definitely felt the rust uh, from from his time away. Um so, I mean, that's uh, obviously he just had the, the two practices of, of full go before going to, in tonight's game. So hopefully he can uh, uh, he can get some consistency in his game. He can be, you know, be healthy, be productive. And, um, you know, he kind of looks like uh, the, the best trade piece left for the Blackhawks, yeah. basically. Um, so, you know, I, I think for him going to uh, having the opportunity to go to a contender, I think he would much appreciate that. Um, cause he, he came to this, uh, organization after winning two Stanley Cups with the lightning and it has not been, uh, <laughs> it's not been a good experience. I think for Tyler Johnson, uh, in his time in Chicago. So an opportunity to go elsewhere and, uh, play some competitive hockey, I think would, would, would do him and, and his career, uh, some good. So we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens with that. And I know in the DraftKings read, uh, it says the crown is yours. Who's, uh, whose helmet is it tonight? I'm just, just wondering. Yeah, you need uh, to answer uh, that. I'm just yeah. trying to make things happen, man. <laughs> it was, you know, when when the first two shots of, uh, of the game from the Blackhawks into the second period were both from Nick Foligno, I thought, damn, my blue, my blue lines are going to work well for me. But then he, uh, he ended up getting the goal. So it uh, feels good. feels good to uh, be the first to 20 wins on the season. Congratulations. You win it. Thank you. Mario gets the helmet. All right, we'll talk to you uh, tomorrow, 2.30, when Corey Crawford uh, dials us up and joins us at 2.30. Go get some rest, and we'll see you tomorrow, man. Oh, yeah, that's tomorrow. That is tomorrow. Today. Today, technically, Today. yeah. Yes. Today, technically, yes. It's in 14 hours and 15 minutes. Wow. Better start writing some questions. All right, Mario, we'll talk to you then, man. See ya. That is Mario Tirabasi from the United Center. Follow him on Twitter at Mario underscore Tirabasi. Should we take a break and then do Luke? I think we should do that. Sure. So, as I look at my read here. Ah, yes. <laughs> Greg. It's time for that organic Did you know? Is it getting easier, guys? That it is getting easier not getting for businesses easy. to switch to electric vehicles. Did you know that? I, I've, I've heard some things about that, yes. Well, I think we all agree that for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it, that's a good thing, right? Sure, I'll agree with that statement. Thank you. <clears throat> hey, did you know, because hmm. I've never said this ever once in my life, the electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs. 
as we all move mm. in confidence towards an electric tomorrow, mm. today. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. So what should business owners like Charlie the Bacon Guy and the Hockey Barn and Rosie do? <laughs> I forgot about Roxy. And Roxy. <laughs> well, they should all hang out together, take a few pictures, and then go to <laughs> comed.com slash clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to keep business to help businesses go electric. If you want a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business, good for the planet, good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean. You heard Greg correctly. That is comed.com slash clean. Yes. Go now and see how Electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. And if you're looking uh, for a better way of doing uh, not just business, but purchasing tickets to events, you should know by now the best place to go is Game Time there's nothing worse than stressing out over if you're getting the best deal or if you're going to have good seats or if your view is going to be okay. All those worries are washed away from our friends at Game Time. You should not have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big sporting event, music event, comedy show, or theater event near you. Uh, <laughs> Game Time has killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. With that, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Absolutely love using that feature where you can see what your seat's going to look like at the venue so you're not underneath an awning or behind a giant pole or behind Paul McCartney so you can only see him from the waist down. That sucks. With Game Time, you don't get that. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase, you can buy tickets in seconds with just two taps, and they're all in prices. Show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal without those damned hidden fees. Here's what you need to do: download the Game Time app, create an account, use that code CHGO for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And I know we mentioned uh, Mar uh, Nick Felino and Mario winning the Hamlet. He was also our DraftKings king of the game. We forgot to crown his ass earlier during the show. Yay. So the Way crown is his. Is. Congratulations, Nick Felino, with a goal, four shots on goal, 1757 of ice time, and a fun pregame interview with his brother. Yeah, TNT was definitely trying to turn the Felinos into the Kelseys. Um, you know, not don't know if they have quite the same personalities as those two guys, but uh, hey, why not? Have a little fun with it. Speaking of that, Nick Felino will join the show uh, post-game yes. on February 13th. That'll be interesting. And February 20th, he'll be in studio with us. So mark those down, too. And again, a reminder, tomorrow at 2.30, we've got Corey Crawford joining us. Um all right, why don't we hear from Blackhawks head coach Luke Richardson. Uh, anxious to hear what his tenor was after this one. Was he pissed? Was he resigned? Let's find out. Here is three Luke Richardson. Uh, he'd like to start, and then once they scored, 
lot of the bad habits came about again. Do you kind of agree with that in the first period? Uh, yeah, I think we just stopped moving our feet uh, both ends of the rink, and uh, they kind of took over the second half of that first period, and we didn't have a sharp uh, power play, And but I thought our Pelican did a good job. But uh, we just on our heels the second half of the first period for sure. But I, I liked our response in the second and had a really good second. And, and pretty much most of the third, we had the one bad shift that, uh, you know, we, we chopped around. We didn't get it out. We weren't clean. And then we just kind of uh, were surprised in the slot and then we scored uh, in the third, which hurt because we just missed on a breakaway. And then, uh, you know, we put ourselves in that same position where we got to try and press at the end. And, I thought our six and five, uh, unfortunately, we've been in that position too much, but it, it looked good and it, we created a few opportunities. But uh, as we know right now, it's hard to score and uh, it didn't go in for us. So we got to try and stay out of that uh, position. Is Dickinson okay? Yeah, he took a shot off the foot, but he came back at the end and went back out there. So just, um, you know, everything's fine with him, just sore. You okay? What did you think of that old-fashioned fight between uh, Yeah, that's two big guys, for sure. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, Tenori, you know, he, he took a hit by uh, Felino earlier in the period, but, uh, probably, you know, you just probably don't like it. And then I think he took a, a bit of a run at uh, uh, Isaac, so he just took exception to that. And, uh, you know, it was obviously a big, uh, two big guys in a fair fight. I uh, thought it, the rank really enjoyed it and made the game lively. but. Uh, you know, I mean, unfortunately, we, we didn't uh, get the outcome that we wanted. You know, it'd be really nice to have that momentum coming from, you know, Tinner giving us a spirit out like that. And, and he had a good game as well. So, but, uh, you know, we were in that same position. It's it's tiresome talking about it, but that we, we can't change it until we change it. So, What do you find the fine line with body language? Like, you know, not juicing up the team, but letting him, like, express himself, like, slamming his stick and Blackwell looking up to him. Yeah. You know what? I, I think those are like you want them to have passion and play with passion, uh, but you got to make sure you keep playing. I, I think Boris did at least when he I know when he missed the breakaway uh, earlier uh, a couple weeks ago. He missed a breakaway. He went in for check, got the puck, came back around, scored it on on a second chance, and I think he actually went in and for checked and got empty the puck after his miss tonight. But then coming back down the ice, you know, you got to keep playing. You know, he kind of stopped playing and changed, and they kind of have a little bit of a line rush going. So, uh, I, I don't mind the passion and, and you know banging a stick uh, every once in a while, but but you got to stay focused within the game. What, what do you see on the second goal? For? Uh, you know, just a little sloppy play. You know, they forechecked us hard there, and uh, that line played well tonight, and they got both goals. But uh, I think uh, you know, I think we we just got to make sure we're sharp. I think. Uh, you know, we did have a couple of clean passes. You get tired, and then the puck squirted to the slot, and I think Reichel was surprised that uh, uh, seven stood in on him and, and kept it in, and then all of a sudden it's in the net. So we just got to be sharp. Uh, you know, even we've done a good job of, of better job in the D zone lately of keeping the scoring chances to the outside. Uh, we can't let them get to the inside like that. Johnson wasn't entirely happy with this game. What did you see? Yeah, no, I, well, he has been out for a while, and uh, you know he's he's a competitor and probably critical uh, of himself. But uh, you know, I think they were on the ice for both goals. I don't think I don't know if he had much to do really with any of them. But you always think that he can play better and do better for the team, and that's the type of player he is. So I, I was fine with this game. I thought he created some chances in the. Uh, uh, five, six on five, and then even on the second power play, I thought he was pretty good uh, down low around the net. It just, uh, it, like the rest of us, it 
wasn't working and finding the way to the, the forehand of your stick to get a really good chance. So I thought he made a really nice pass in the second period to Reichel and it just kind of bounced over Reichel's stick. He didn't get a great shot off, but it was a nice uh, line rush for. Um, so I was happy with Tyler to have him back and uh, he's very useful in talking on the six and five at the, at the timeout. Uh, has good su suggestions that uh, you know are, are good because he's been in that position a lot. Right, uh, Radish got the secondary assist on the goal and just missed a tip, I think, right in front early on. But what can he do to generate more offense considering he's in the first line role? For a yeah, no, he's just, uh, you know, a little bit of patience maybe on that one he missed. Uh, he's trying to tip that really quick one time, and then I think, you know, obviously it was rolling a bit. But, you know, maybe just having a little bit more patience there. But when you don't score, you don't have the patience. So it's uh, it's a hard thing to come by until it goes in and then you start to feel more comfortable. But I think having a little more patience inside the net on the one he missed and stopping it. And if the goalie's down, you put it up. And if he's not there, you just slide it in. But, um, you know, he, I think uh, that was a really nice goal that we scored. It started from a breakout from our end and he was in on that. So that was a good play. You know, I mean, hopefully that can maybe propel him into the next uh, Spot and score a couple down low. All good. Thanks, Luke. That is Luke Richardson, Blackhawks head coach, and I like the little point he made about at the end, like maybe a little more, be a little more patient with your shots. But then, when you have no confidence and things aren't working, you don't have any patience because you're panicked. I think that's goes for Colin Blackwell and any number of Blackhawks at this time because it's just. Look, as hard as it is for us, and as I know we're all frustrated with the players, but those dudes are feeling it harder than anybody. Harder than the coaches, harder than the fans, harder than us. It's just those players are feeling this a lot. And I think to come out and have the response they had to start this game has to be incredibly disappointing for them. Because you could tell, like, the last two practices, it's been spirited. Like, they looked ready to go. They looked excited to start the second half in the first 20 minutes were just a train wreck and hopefully they can take something away from the last 40 here, but I don't know. It's rough. And, and you just look at Luke Richardson's eyes and he's just, like you said earlier, Greg, like he's kind of tried everything, you know, and it's just, this roster is what it is. And you kind of had the shrug at this point. Yeah. I mean, you keep going back to that last every shift episode, but, I think that was put out there on purpose. Luke was like, I want this episode to be show the fans <laughs> that I'm trying my damnedest. Yeah. But, you know, it is like he can't make these guys better than what they are. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. 
And he's no, like, nobody I, can. No. They, they're, and they're, these guys are giving their best. But unfortunately, this is what their best is. This is what their best is. Their best yeah. is not very good. And I mean, like, I'm, they are also having horrible puck luck right now. Like, that's true. Because they have had opportunities that, holy shit, how did they not score on that? And it wasn't just a Blackwell one. There have been dozens of those over the last 10, 15 games where you say, how did they not score on that play? It happens over and over again. And you think over the course of a season that that sort of stuff will even out. But it's just the longer it goes, the less it feels that way. And that starts to weigh on the players. And then you got guys thinking, and thinking is the worst thing a hockey player can do. So they just need one of those games where they dump it in on a faceoff and it bounces over the goalie shoulder. Shoot from the red line. And man. just open those floodgates and get it going because Shoot from the red line. they need a break. And hopefully uh, Connor Bedard is closer than eight weeks away. Uh, he sure looks like it to me. At the end of practice yesterday, uh, Mackenzie Antwistle bumped into him on purpose. And uh, <laughs> Nick Felino bear hugged him and skated him into the boards face first. So clearly they're not too worried about Connor Bedard's jaw. So we'll see. We will see what happens. Um, boy, it's just a, it's frustrating. I know it's frustrating, but we appreciate all of you guys being here for us yeah. after each and every game. A lot of familiar faces. We still see some new faces. So we appreciate that a as shot. well. We had a couple, at least two fans joining us from Germany. Yeah. On uh, so uh, I know it's early morning there, but I love when we get our international uh, viewers in. It's it's pretty cool to be sitting here uh, in the West Loop of Chicago and having somebody halfway around the world very watching cool. us. It's it's pretty cool. Absolutely, um, and we got our friends at the Hockey Barn watching too, so we appreciate that. Uh, make sure you visit them on Ogden between Adams and Monroe, a great legitimate hockey bar with great food, by the way. And food. a golf simulator. And a golf simulator, yes. 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 So go visit them as well. All right, we've got to do our four-star of the night. Steven, I have not peaked. Hey, we got Australia, too. Hey, oh, look, look at that. that. Awesome. Love, love our uh, love our international listeners. Uh, thank you for uh, watching in Forever Glitter Dancer. Is that the girl that Carm asked about the draft? It might be. <laughs> Should they take Caleb? Yes. All right. <laughs> I'm convinced. I'm sold. All right, the four-star of the game is? Uh, Peter Mrazek. Yeah. Right. I think he continues his streak of any time he's been nominated, he wins. I mean, it's hard to argue. Dude dude kept him in. Uh, you know, the, both goals were on defensive breakdowns, team brain farts. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he saves – he's he's bailed him out on a lot of brain farts. He's not going to be able to do all of them. So, uh, he was great, again. And uh, every time I see him, I think of Denny Lemieux in Slapshot where he comes in after the intermission and the, he is having, like, hallucinations and flashbacks and PTSD <laughs> for the period he just played and the trainer literally has to hold him down on the bench. That's Peter Mrazek after every game. I, I feel awful for the guy. He is doing everything he can to keep the Hawks in games. And, uh, again, like you said, they're – they're trying. It just isn't there. He signed up for two there. more years of this. God bless yeah. him. God bless him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's right. Okay. Final reminder, because we're not going to talk to you anymore after I say this. Uh, we are back tomorrow at 2.30 with Blackhawks legend, two-time Stanley Cup champion, Corey effing 
Crawford. I cannot wait for this conversation. Uh, this is a guy who I've never actually had the opportunity to talk to before, um, and I'm really looking forward to it. There are so many things I want to ask him about, not only the dynasty, but uh, developing as a goaltender because the Hawks have some really important goaltenders developing in the system right now. It's just uh, I, I cannot wait to talk to Corey Crawford. So please make sure you join us at 2.30 Show up for Corey. Make sure you're smashing that like button for us right now. And when Corey's there, let him feel the love because I think it's been a while since he's heard uh, from Hawks fans. So let's make sure we show out and uh, and show him the love tomorrow at 2.30. Let him know there's lots of Hawks fans here to watch him live and uh, send their compliments via chat. That would be great. Uh, so until then, we want to remind you that we are powered by our friends at ComEd, it's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at comed.com slash clean. We will talk to you tomorrow at 2.30 with Corey Crawford on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. We all silly like the mayor. 